Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus. Lord, we love you with all our hearts. Though we have done many wrongs many times and failed you. But Lord, we love you. And how we can only love you because you first loved us. And you put that love in us. We were rebels. We Lord rebelled. And we didn't love you and we didn't. Our very nature was against you. It was, was very contrary. But Lord, you have helped us, Lord. We were dead and we didn't know. When man is detached from his creator, he is dead. For you are our heart. You are our head. A body cannot live without the head. Lord God, that grace that has brought us in, we pray that it will help us through. Even this morning, Lord, may you accept us, Lord. May you receive us, Lord. We are conscious that your bride is gathered all over the world. Apart from those whose time zone is different, where they have already fellowshipped. But Lord God, as our whole body of Believers around the world, the body of Jesus Christ that has been made by the word seed that has come in this generation. We pray that you help us, Lord. May you mold us. May you make us. May you prepare us. Remove everything in us. And Lord God, have your way with us. Even this morning as I stand before you children, this is the most needed group, Lord. I too. And we need you, Lord God, to help us, Lord. Let your mercy not, Lord, Leave us. But let your work be done in our hearts. And uh, Lord, let your work that you began in us be accomplished. Help us, Lord. Lord, use the lips of clay to and to bless your people. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 Uh, let us turn to the book of Isaiah. To be Kulemo Chitabocha Isaiah.
Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah sura ya mukaga. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With the twain, he covered his face, and with the twain, he covered his feet, and with the twain, he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lord, this has touched thy lips, and then iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is pied. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said, I, here am I, send me. Isaiah Mokago, Kuvakurusoka, Paka, Kuromonana. Momaka, Kabaka, Uzia, Moyafira, Narawa Mukama, Ngatude Kuntebe, Mpamvu, Eyaguru, Misiwa. Nechirenge, Chenga, Chidurae, Karu. Basirafi, Bari, Vaimiri, Dewaguruwe. Buliomu yalina ebiwawa tiromokaga, ebibiri yabibika kumasoge, nebibiri yabibika kubigerebye, nebibiri yabibusa. Omuna ayogere la waguru, elimu nenga gama anti, mutukufu mutukufu mukama oweje, esio na eju dechitiwa che. Nemi sinji jemi liango nejinye nyezebwa, uredobo ziliyoyo e yayogere la waguru, enyumba nejuromoka, nendio kanyogere anti zinsanze kubanga mfude. Kubanga ndi muntu wami mwa ejitali mirongofu. Era ntura wakati mubantu wami mwa ejitali mirongofu. Kubanga amasogange galabi katonda mukama oweje. Omuku basera finali oka abu kanaja jendi. Ngalineri anda eriaka mungaloze. Mungaloze diali aje kuchoto nena magaro. Nari komia kukamuaka angenayo gerantiraba. Dinoliko mie kumimuajo. Erobu talibu tukirivuwo, buchidwawo, nechibicho, chirongo sebwa, nempulire dobozi, diamu kama ngalio geranti, natumani, erana tugendera ani, nendio kanjo geranti, nzenzuno, ntumamu kama. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. Mukama gatomo kisa kusoma kwe chigambo che. You may be seated. Motuleko. Now, in the second service, we shall continue with the questions and answers. Uh, we have a balance from the that we shall be answering. But uh, this time, uh, if you have new ones, still they are welcome. Uh, 
Uh, we are going to, to share on this subject of in his presence. Yeah, in his presence. Now, uh, in normally people have or think that when the presence of God comes down, we, uh, it's a moment where we feel excited and we know that it does that too but there is a level of the presence of God a deeper level that it does not just make us feel excited. Instead, the uh, presence of God brings man to to, to fear. That's what I want to I want to approach that uh, from that angle. Amen. Then we realize how little we are when we realize how great he is. And how close we come in of, of coming to his presence. Somehow or another, it's always thrown a great effect upon people to come into the presence of God. I've seen the time in my ministry when you would see the presence of God come into such a place that it would bring a person up and it just revealed the life to them and call out their sins. You don't have to reflect that. I want people to look at the preacher, not at the screen and call out their sins of all kinds of immoral acts and it brings such a holy hush amongst the people till they would drop out of the prayer line before they ever come up to be prayed for. And run to the altar and get right with God before they come into his presence. See, there is something about coming into the presence of God that causes things to happen. I've seen, you see, uh, now such a, a degree that the presence of God would come down 
And people were in prayer line. They drop out. Run to the altar. Confess their sins to God. Before they can continue to be prayed. The presence of God does that. Amen. Amen. May the Lord help us to experience it in that in that in that in that fashion. Uh, amen. You see, the Bible says judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Now, imagine how it will be on the door of judgment. Although here, judgment comes when God reveals our sins, rebukes them, and we are able to experience that aspect. But we know there is still forgiveness. That if we repent, it will forgive us. But there will be a time when we shall face him on the day of judgment and there will not be forgiveness. And you know the massive seat has turned into the seat uh, it will be it will be smoking with fire. You know uh, there is no mercy that uh, if you repent now there is no enough repentance there is no enough words there is no enough pleading that can atone for that sin you have to pay for your sin you have to perish for your sin. And why you will have to perish for your sin will be because you refused. You refused uh, when he paid for your sins. He paid the blood. He died. Now you refused so now your sins have to be judged and you pay for them you see now imagine that that time but as the bible says the judgment begins in the house of the lord i believe we should examine our hearts as if we are on that 
taught as if we are in that day where every thought every act every imagination every word where the Bible says that even every idle one will be judged the word of God is quick and powerful than any two-edged sword it divides bone and marrow it cuts deep even into the very intents. You say a word. You say, I didn't mean it. But on that day, that judgment, it will cut through the word and the intention. The act and the intention it will be very hard to escape that judgment brother Bram said I don't want to stand there he said rather be dropped in a sulfuric drum with sulfuric acid than to stand before the judgment bar of Jesus Christ. Where men will be running from his presence. And will be dropping their many things in the roads. And will be crying to the mountain. From the wrath of him that sits on the throne. It will be a terrible day. So Brother Bram said. And make inventory. I make inventory of myself every day. Do you know such day is coming? Amen. It will come. Hallelujah. Now, Kakati, uh, how we desire such a moment? Because uh, there is one thing sure that God hates sin. He loves the sinner, but he hates sin. That's why uh, no revival can wali, ever take place without repentance. Whether it be in your soul, uh, in the church, there has to be a repentance before God can come down. Before he can walk with you. 
Because God cannot bless him. Kubanga katonda tasobola kuwamukisa. Cannot bless him. He cannot put his blessing upon sin. Tasobola kuteka mukisa kuchibi. Sin has to be echibi china. It has to be regretted. Chino kwejusibwa. It has to be repented. Chino kwenyesebwa. It has to be forsaken. Era chino kurekebwa. Uh, in the overnight, mu overnight, I uh, in the sharing, mukugabana ko. Well, I found myself telling you, wenesanganga mpagamba. Uh, what the brethren who were here some time back told me. Ah, boruganda abari wano emabega kochi chebangamba. Let me repeat it for those who are not around. Well, it's not a new thing. It is something we have already said. But uh, uh, it's always uh, it does something when uh, uh, it can be spoken on such a level that uh, it is seen by a gift or something. Because people always are blind to the word of God. Although the word of God is the greatest form of God's speech. But when God speaks they duck. Bo bakote kamitwe. They duck and say, Bo bakote kamitwe ne bagamba. No one has seen me. Tewali andabie. They don't know me. Tebamani na kumani. So they duck and hide. Kakati bobe kweka. And they know. Atenga bachibani. God is speaking about them. Tikatonda arimukogera chebali. They they feel it. Era miti maji awe bachiulira. And sometimes. Atere bisere bimu. You can see them even trying to see through others. They know. But somehow they feel that no one knows that it is them they are being that, are, that God is speaking. So you don't need to mind about who knows about you. You should mind about God speaking about your condition. Because on the day of judgment, although it will be open, but it is you as an individual who will perish. So what matters is not whether you are exposed. But when you hear God speak to you. And he may not mention the very act. The very but if you know that it is the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart because he's able to speak and you know he's 
speaking kubanga asobola okuogera notegera anti katwe mwe mtu kufayogera nange because look katiraba Isaiah Isaiah no one told him that he, is, he was a man of unclean lips but he just saw the glory of heaven he saw how holy god was then his sins began coming out Revealing out. Amen. Amen. So when the word of God is going on, and your sin begin to come out. The preacher may not mention that particular thing. Because it's not the preacher. It's not the preacher that matters. It's your God that matters. That is speaking to you. On the day of judgment, you're not going to meet a preacher. You're going to meet God. And when the preacher is speaking here, it's not the preacher. It's the Holy Spirit speaking. It is not man. Take your eyes from man. Take it to the to the Lord. Look at the word of God that is speaking to you. And look at the Lord. So, uh, uh, you know, I said in the overnight. I want to repeat it before this church. Uh, the preacher told me that when they came to this church they could realize there was such an atmosphere that is so wonderful a real revival atmosphere that you can hardly find anywhere and that is true the atmosphere amen Amen. Uh, which atmosphere we have always experienced personally I I, I miss this place. When, I, when I'm going away. Because of the atmosphere. God has been gracious. And the presence of God has been there. Uh, the preacher told me he called his wife. And he told him. He told her. Do you remember Ojukira? Uh, pastor, there's a pastor in America that he mentioned. Pastor Stephen Shelley. Stephen uh, He was a, a revival preacher. He still is, I believe. But there was a time that uh, that man had a lot of uh, the, the, uh, the revival was happening in 
in his life and in the church. He witnessed his ministry in Kampala. He was such an anointed minister. Than I've ever met. In that time. That this preacher was referring to. In the 90s, the revival was not only in that preacher's church, but it was in many other places. In the bride of Jesus Christ, among those who were willing to receive to receive God. To receive the spirit. That was a, a, a revival. And then he told him. Told his wife. Do you remember. His church. His church in those years. The atmosphere that you would feel. Is the atmosphere that is felt in this church. To me that was uh, uh, something. But he told me. This is what they had realized. There was a lot of sin. At the same time. And sin. In this church. Was failing. The revival to take a full. A full blow. A full course. And. Meaning. The Holy Spirit is hovering. And. With the purpose. Of taking over fully the church because you know what we are aiming to have we are aiming to a church that is fully controlled by God a church that God will manifest in the way he manifested himself in the book of Acts. The church where Jesus Christ will fully be identified. Amen. Amen. Where God is and his there to do his works. To forgive sin. To serve the Lord. To heal the sick. Raise the dead. Creepers walk. Blind see. See the Holy Spirit manifest. That is the kind of church. That we are looking for that is the promised church of the promised land that is our canon the 
That is our promised land. That is our inheritance. And we have a challenge to move forward and possess it. And be and know we are there. We are in the land of the Holy Spirit. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is manifesting in saints. Wonders. Miracles. Jesus is so real. His presence is so real. And as he takes us deeper and deeper. And I believe that is how rapturing faith will be made manifest. Because I believe that rapturing faith is not a revelation only a revelation of the word but it will be a manifestation revelation by manifestation and it's not just hearing the preacher it will be you experiencing God in a closer way in a greater way and then that is revelation that is revelation and as you walk with him you are so aware of him and your father is so anointed and your trust of him is so anointed that you know all things are possible even to go to change your body that you go in the air it is possible this is what I mean when I'm sure his presence bringing the awareness the revelation of the anointed faith brother Bram said Moses Musa with all the learning from his mother. Because Moses had been taught by his mother the word. Do you know that is true? Because the one who raised him as a maid was his very mother. And the mother knew the purpose in this boy's life. She knew how he was born. And for what purpose he was born. She knew he's a deliverer. He knew, she knew the God of Abraham has a purpose in this boy. So he's she started teaching him son we are not Egyptians we are Hebrews we are children of Abraham Isaac and Israel and Abraham 
promised by God that at a certain time though we will be in bondage but he shall deliver us out. And for that purpose you are born. You are a deliverer. In you there is a God is purpose of delivering God is people. So he knew that. So he had the word. He had the knowledge of it. But Brother Bram said, when he made the burning bush, at the age of 80, Amen? Was it 80? Yeah, I think it was 80. He said, five minutes in the presence of the burning bush made him to know God more than all the knowledge that he had had all those years in the presence of the burning bush to know him by letter cannot be compared to know him by his presence. Amen. Amen. The Bible says letter killeth Bible but the spirit giveth life. So, Amen. Amen. So, uh, if sin and then also uh, well uh, now if the presence of sin in church, of sin in church presence of sin. Sin. Is what is failing God. Uh, then we must deal with sin. And uh, sin has to be repented. Amen. Amen. Sin has to be repented. And may the Lord help that uh, whatever will take away sin will come. Amen. Amen. Because we need a revival. We need a real presence of God. We need to move with God. In a deeper way. The revival. Uh, the revival condition. Where we feel good. We and scream and shout and have a good time. That is a good, a good one. But that is a shallow one. It is still, it is revival. 
It is God touching and moving that it is at the shallow end. Uh, I pray that God will rise in a ministry in such a way and you say you did this. You are living this kind of a life. You remember when we were in Fort Porto, one brother was told. He was a woman chaser. Yeah, he was being disturbed with us problems. I pray it comes here. And everyone here living a contrary life will be sorted. We can only feel it. But uh, many times we are not able to say so and so. You've done this. We pray it comes to such a level. If it comes to such a level. Because that's how it was in the time of uh, the book of Acts. And it has happened elsewhere. And then fear comes in your heart. You will be willing to repent. But must you wait for that? I believe if you are a child of God the word of God is enough to make you repent. But nevertheless if you don't repent by obeying the word know for sure that, that your sin will find you out. Listen to this. And there is where and there is where the church is failing today. The church, I've not said on that walk. Do you know that even your own behavior? Can knock somebody else out of getting healed? Your misbehavior of unconfessed sins of you believers can cause this church to bitterly fail. Now, do we need a gift to tell us? It does good when it tells us. But the word has already told us. Amen. Amen. 
obey God by obeying His word? This is God's highest form of speaking. By the word. Now, do you need a finger to be pointed at you and say, it is you. It's you. You know yourself. Amen. Amen. Sin has no place in church. Sin is for sinners. Not for Christians. We must know that. But we cannot have a double appetite. And we have appetite for the holy things. And we have appetite for vile things. You are not a crow. You are to be dove. Dove only eats clean things. Only grains. Amen. Amen. It is a crow that will eat that rotten things. And then it will also eat grains. But a dove, if he ate other things, he will get sick. He will die. So if you find someone dancing under the tune of the worldly songs with all his heart, it is not sickening him and then he comes to church and he praises God that is a crow that's crow he has a double appetite if you see someone making funny dirty jokes and he's having a good time feeding. And he will come in church. And he will also worship. You can almost tell him. How are you Mr. Crow? Because where does he have? The appetite for the other thing. A question is a changed person. When you believe the Lord Jesus Christ, you mean to change from sin. That's what it means. You cannot walk with Jesus and walk with sin. You cannot. It's not possible. If you are a believer, 
you quit abusing you quit quarreling if it happened that you annoyed that even all the sun fall on your anger that's what the Bible says. You have already settled it. And you are okay. You must not walk with sin. If you put sin in your company. God will be out of your company. But the presence of God hovering. He may come and hover. Because he's a dove. It's like the dove in Noah's time it was released. It went and hovered all over the earth. Seeking where to settle. It fell where to place the soles of its feet. It looks here there is a a decomposing body. Come here, he heals. He delivers the 
When he is present, demons will go. He wants to see God in his power. Amen. In his power. In his working. We want to experience the testimonies of the workings of God. We cannot just remain at the shallow age. Amen. You see, do you know even your own behavior cannock somebody else out of getting healed. Now there are people who go out there and live in sin. But they cannot fail to come to church. Somebody will ask them, Why are you not coming to church? So they will come over same. Because they know in their hearts they are not right with God. Neither do I encourage them to stay away because staying away does not change anything. But they almost feel like not coming because they know they are not right. So they will come and sit in church. But now the service goes on and the singing goes on and the preaching goes on and then as the presence of God goes on and the preaching and the singing and they feel kind of because no they've not been a called out they feel comforted they feel comforted comforted. or they feel like their wound is plastered but that sin is still there it's continue eating as cancer. And then they get used that uh, you can live in sin and live in church. And you can even praise and worship with sin and it's there. They go out and do another one. Let us read this scripture that we read in the overnight. In Romans chapter 2. Let us first read the one of Romans chapter 1 verse 18. 
Atusoka tusome chabarumi esoka urunyiru wakumi na munana. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Kubanga obusungu wa katona wukulipa okufamu kuru kubutatia bona nobutaba obutatia katona nobutaba putukilivu waba antu abo abaina amazima. Mubutali putukilivu. Yeah, these are people who hold the word of God, the truth, in unrighteousness. Unrighteousness vessels. But they have the truth. These are message believers. They worship under pure true message. But in their souls, they live in sin. So they hold the truth in unrighteousness. When you see the word they are holding, you will admire. When you see the word, when you hear the word they are speaking, you will wonder. When you see the books, the summons they are holding, you go to their church, you hear what their preacher is preaching, you will admire. You find them outside church, you hear that. What they are speaking. The things they are seeing. The jokes they are telling. The acts they are doing. In offices and schools. So contrary. It's the opposite. They are having truth but in unrighteousness. Let me tell you if there are people that God will judge with a very fierce judgment are those kind of people. God would rather just fire sinner who has never known this message that someone who knows the truth of God's word and have taken it so lightly they can do every funny thing they can say any funny thing they can act every kind in they come and hate and duck. So the apostle warns you because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God has showed it unto them. Twenty-one, because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations 
and their foolish heart was darkened. But what surprises These are the people who know the truth Not those sinners But these ones know the truth The 24 Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness Through the loss of their own hearts 24th verse is surprising It says Katona chiafa God gave them two. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Fornication. Wickedness. Covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malinti, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud. Bamalala, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. These are people that are cast. Why are they cast? Because they have offended God. Despised his goodness. And then they are cast. And they end up with those kind of spirits. Without understanding. Covenant breakers. Without natural affection. Implacable. And merciful. Who know the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Let us also read chapter 2. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art the judges, for wherein thou judges another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou, the judges, doest the same things. We as believers, we know what Things are wrong. But you end up doing the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is, is according to truth against them which commit such things. 
era tumanyingo kunenye kwa katonda nga kwa mashima kwa babakola bwebatyo and thinkest thou this o man that judges them which do such thing and doeth the same that thou shalt escape the judgment of god gwe omuntu anenya bakola bwebatyo nawe nokole ebyo olozango liroko kamukunenya kwa katonda all despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering oba onyomi obukaka bobulunjiwe nobuombe funokugumikiriza not knowing the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance ngatomanyi ngobulunji bakatonda bukuleta mukwenenya who despises the riches of the goodness of the Lord? Anyo ya nyoma obukaka bobulunji bakatonda believers bebakiriza His goodness is so rich toward us obulunji we bugaka nyoje tuli many times you have done wrong control but his goodness continues emirundi minji nyono okole bintu ebichamu na yato bulunji mene bushigalanga bucha kugenderako yeah there you say those who do such things are worthy of death na wali agambi ntabakola bwebito basanide kufa but you are, he has not killed you na ateta kuse yes abounded his goodness towards you wabulagwa atakuletedde kisache joli obabulunjiwe Then he asked you do you despise the riches of his goodness? Nao nabuza ntikati onyoma bugaka bwa bulunjiwe. Do you despise his forbearance? Eronyoma bugumikirisabwe. Do you despise his long suffering? Onyoma kugumikirisakwe oko. His long suffering with you. Okugumikirisakwe joli. No knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. So why is long suffering with you? And why he has projected a lot of goodness against your many wrongs? You will repent. One day you may repent. But after thy hardness, and impatient heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath, against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of god has you have refused to repent for you you only enjoy his goodness which gives rent to the just and to the unjust and you don't repent for granted and you 
take his goodness just for granted. The other time I committed it, but I did not die. The other time I did it again, but I got food. The other time I committed it again, but now I'm still alive. I committed it another time, and I'm still feeling well in the spirit. Instead of repenting, you stayed in that thing. There you are storing the wrath which you shall reap on that day. Verse 6, who render to every man according to his deeds. To them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortal and eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Abanonye chitiba netendo, nobuta kwa womu kugumi kiri sanga bakola buru bakora burunji, ariba sasura obramo buta kwawo, ariba sasura obramo buta kwawo, ne kwabo abayomba na batawurida, masima, neva wulida, obutari butukivu, kuribeda busungu na bukambwe. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. Verse 7. Do you know that even your own behavior can knock somebody else out of getting healed? Your misbehavior of unconfessed sins of you believers can cause this child to bitterly fail. And at the day of the judgment, you will be responsible for every bit of it. Yes, your sin will cause God to help his people. It will help God to work in the church. Someone is prayed for is no hill. The Holy Spirit wanted to do that. He wanted to accomplish that. To do that job. Heal that person. But because you, you are smelling. You are smelling sin. The Holy Spirit flies away. He does not do it. Because there is sin in the church. And you go out. And you go enjoy your peace. But that which you've done. Offending the Holy Spirit. Failing him to work. 
that person continues suffering because of your sin on the day of judgment it will be remembered. You will pay for it. Oh, you say, well, wait a minute, Brother Branham. Well, that's the truth. Think of it. Joshua, after they crossed into the land, God gave him the promise to fight an entire campaign without losing a man. Without even getting a scratch. Without having a nurse or a first aid band or aid. God said the land is yours. Go fight. Think of fighting a campaign and there is no red cross around at all. There is nobody's going to get hurt. And they slay the Amorites. But there wasn't one heart among any of them until sin came into the camp. And when Akan took that Babylonian garment, in that God wage, in that God wage, God wage, and he did his camp. Then the next day they lost 36 men. He said he has 16, but there were 636. Then Joshua said, stop, stop. Wait a minute. There is something wrong. Something wrong here. We are going to call seven days of fast. God gave us a promise. There will be nothing hurt at at us. Our enemies will fall at our feet. There is something wrong here. Something went wrong somewhere. Because we got 16 dead laying here. They are Israel's brothers. And they are dead. Why did they die? Innocent men. Because when man stepped out of the line. You see. The reason this needs to be taught. The reason. The reason why this needs to be taught. The church lining up. With the word of God. Lining up with each other. Walking perfectly. Upright. Soberly. Before all men fearing God. Because when man. Stole a garment. 
Remember, these were millions of people. It was a church of millions. But the sin of one man among millions caused the church to fail. What about the sin of one man in just a handful of people? Yeah, what I'm saying. millions. If one sin has deadened millions of people, then Then how much does it defile a hundred people? Because one man stalls. Joshua called said there was something wrong. God made a promise. And something is wrong. When we bring the sick up before us and they fail to be healed, we need to call a song first. Call an assembly. Something is wrong somewhere. God made a promise. God is going to stick to that promise. And he will do it. And he called a fast. And they found out. They, they cast lots. And Akan confessed it. And they killed Akani's family. And all. And burnt their ashes. And left, left it there for a memorial. And Joshua went right on. Through the battles. Taking everything without a Scratch or a wound. There you are. After Akan, victory. Let me tell you, there is no church anywhere. No revival anywhere. We last without the sin person being Without sin question dealt with, that will be excitement. Not real revival. It will it may be God's presence. But it will not get deep. It will not accomplish much. It will only hover. And is grieved away. Oh, let's stop just one more minute here. In heavenly places. Now, just not out anywhere. But in heavenly places. We assemble in heavenly places. It means that's the position of the believer. That if I'm prayed up, you are prayed up, and the church is prayed up, and we are ready for the message, and we have assembled ourselves together as saints, 
called out baptized with the Holy Ghost filled with God's blessings called elected set together in heavenly places now we are heavenlies in our souls our spirits has brought us into a heavenly atmosphere oh brother there you are a heavenly atmosphere oh what could happen tonight what could happen tonight if we would be sitting here in a heavenly atmosphere and the Holy Spirit moving over every heart that's been regenerated and become a new creature in Christ Jesus all sins under the blood in perfect fellowship you see that is the fellowship where we fellowship in heavenly atmospheres and God will move and work you see every sin and the blood meaning it has been repented Amen. Amen. Brother Bram said Brother Branham, that if you have repented and your sin is under the blood God cannot even show your sin to him. He cannot show your sins to him. He cannot see them. He may come and stand before the prophet. He will not see nothing wrong with you. Because even God himself sees nothing wrong with you. When you have repented, and repentance means to change. To turn. You have turned away from that thing. From that habit. From that sin. And you have turned away and confessed and call upon God to clean you. And the blood has taken it away. God does not even remember that you did it. And he cannot even show it to anyone even to the prophet. It's under the blood. And when all sins are under the blood, in perfect fellowship, with our hands up to God, and our hearts lifted, setting in heavenly place, in Christ Jesus worshiping together in the heavenly places did you ever set one did you ever set in one oh I've set till I would weep for joy and say Go, never let me live here. Just heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
That is how the church should be. Every sin under the blood. Repented. Clean. Then the Holy Spirit can come in the church. And then he will bless the church. With heavenly gifts. Amen. Amen. Now let us go, come back to this to this to this message. Man, the first uh, we realize how little we are when we realize how great he is. And how close to come in the coming and how close we come in the coming of his presence. Somehow or another, it already throws, it already throws a great effect upon someone or another. It's already thrown a great effect. Upon people when they come in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, that night down there at Mexico, when that little dead baby laying under a blanket, that the Little Spanish mother brought up. Oh, little Mexican mother, rather, brought up when they seen several thousands of those people. So maybe 50 or 75,000 at one gathering. So that little dead baby came to life. Women fainted. People threw up their hands and screamed. Why? They realized that that they realized that a human being could not do that. That they were in the presence of the Almighty God. And it caused something to happen. I've been privileged to hear godly man speak. Godly man. It was said one time of Charles Finney. Little, little bitty fellow. Never weighed over about 110 pounds. But he had such a forceful way of speaking. Until he was trying the Acoustics. One day in a building, they didn't have PA systems then. And there, and there was a man repairing up in the balcony. All in the roof of the place. 
this. And he had the man come in. So they didn't know who they were. He just kept quiet. And Mr. Finney was going to try the acoustics. After spending much time in prayer for that revival that he was going to hold, he tried his voice to see how it would carry quietly to the pulpit and said repent or perish and he said it with such a force after being under the anointing of God till the man dropped out of the top of the balcony down onto the floor out of the top of the building he preached the, the gospel in such a way till he stood in Boston massacre Boston, Cassatt, in a little bare window. Because there was no church could hold his crowd. And he stood there with such a mighty force. And preached hell such a place. It said that working men with their baskets and their arms fell into the street and screamed for mercy. Great preachers who have been able by the word of God to bring the presence of God to an audience. Far bit that man would, if, would ever be so seared in their hearts till they could never recognize the presence of God. When the first man, as soon as he had seen, and then something wrong, when God came into his presence, or he came into the presence of God, he could not stand in the presence of God. He ran and hid himself in the bush and tried to cover himself with a big leaf. Because he knew he was standing in the presence of Jehovah. The creator. That was the reaction of the first man. After he had sinned, and tried to come into the presence of God with the sin upon his soul. He could not hide because he was tender yet. Sin had not took a hold like it has rooted into people's hearts 
to death. But he was very conscious that he was standing before his creator. Can you imagine? Today why people can come to church and sin and sing and worship with sin is because their hearts have become but the first man when he was still tender he could not he hid in the bushes would not come out and could not come out until God had a preparation for him amen amen in Exodus 3, we find Moses, the great servant of the prophet of God, when he was come to the backside of the desert. That man was a holy man. He had been born for a purpose. He was born from his mother's womb to be a prophet. He had tried to get his education. You see, as you know the story, and when the chosen people of God since were back in the days of Abraham. I've skipped a few. And right from Jacob and through through. But when God came down on Mount Sinai and the whole mountain caught a fire and the smoke was flying from it like a furnace and the voice of God roared out Israel fell on their face and said let Moses speak God lest we die man in the presence of God man in the presence of God realizes he is a sinner Yet they were everyone circumcised according to the law. They had carried the commandment. But when God spoke and they moved up into his presence, they realized that they were out. They were not right. There was something that was lacking because they were in the presence of God. You see, that's the effect the presence of God ought to bring upon you. Amen. Amen. Let us look at another one here. You see, now remember, uh, let me begin here. This is now about Isaiah. Now, and he said, when the angel cried, the post of the door shook back and forth. Brother, that will make you not only is the post of the temple going to shake, 
but the whole heavens and earth is going to shake. Where he comes again, the mountains will flee, and the sea will fade away, and scream, hide us from the face of him that sits upon the throne. It's going to be a terrible time. I tell you, sinner friend, you better be checking it up. That's right. Now Isaiah said, Woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell among unclean people. And these people has unclean lips. Now remember, if such holy man recognize themselves sinners, no, you have missed it. Eh? You, see, you see, he can say man for man. No, I'm correcting you. Now remember, if such holy man recognize themselves sinners in the presence of God, what will a sinner and ungodly do at that day? What will people do who sit in the meetings what do the people do that seen the power of God that had the countdown on the word and seen God manifest himself and beyond a sort of doubt every scripture fulfilled and we still try to make it to heaven without being born again and receive the Holy Ghost the Bible said, if a righteous man be scarcely served, where will the sin and ungodly appear? What kind of a place we are going to stand if we see God unfold himself right before us and see the glory of God just the same as the man did and that kind of man cried out they cried out prophets and sages upon whom the word is based upon if they cried out and fell to their feet and screamed a man of clean lips and cleanness. What will it be then for that man who won't even confess his sin? What will it be for that teenager that won't confess his or her sin? What will it be for that hard-hearted man that he thinks that he knows more about God's creation than God does himself. What will happen to that man that spent all his life 
trying to disprove the Bible. Amen. Amen. Where will that guy appear at? Do you know the safest place to, to be? Enter in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. How do you enter in Christ Jesus? Receive the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you are in danger. Let me just look at one quote. Can we close? In Psalms 16, verse 8, David said, I have said before, I have said the Lord before me. That's a good thing to do. Amen. So, he could not be confused about it. He wanted to be conscious of his presence. So, David said, I have said the Lord always before my face. Now, I, David, have said the Lord before my face. Always to be conscious of God is present. Wouldn't that be a good lesson for all of us tonight? Said the Lord before our face so we'll be conscious of his presence. Put him first before you. Why? Then you won't sin. When you're realizing that constantly. You are in the presence of God. When you realize that God is around. You watch what you say. A man where he thinks God is God, against, yeah, he will curse. He will lust after women. He will steal. Cheat. Lie. He will do anything. When he thinks that God don't see him. But bring him into the presence of God. He will stop it right. Amen. Amen. And David said, I have put the Lord always before me. That's a good thing. No wonder God said, He was a man after his own heart. Man will do something when he thinks that God isn't near. But when he realizes God is near, did you ever not sinner? Let a godly person walk up, he will quit cursing. If he's got any respect at all, he will not tell dirty jokes that he would have told. He will leave off that because he knows he's in the presence of God. Because dwells God dwells in tabernacle of his people. Amen. 
Then down here he says, If you're conscious of God's presence, and you also respect for God, don't do anything that you wouldn't do in his presence. Amen. Amen. Let us stand on our feet. Hallelujah. If you come to say something, would you say that if God is present? If God, if you wouldn't, don't say it to begin with. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. The presence of God causes you to fear. I saw in the presence of God he realized how wrong he was. Brother, sister, let us call upon the presence of God in this service this moment. I want your eyes closed and your head bowed before God, imagine you are before the judgment throne of God. Are you sure? Are you sure every sin is under the blood? If they those sins that are rising in your mind, condemning you, those are the ones that are hindering you from prospering. Why don't you confess them before God? Do you want to remain like that? They can never live until the blood of Jesus Christ has taken them away. And it can only take them away if you repent them. Why don't you tell him now? Lord, woe is me. I'm like this. I'm tired of this. I don't want to continue like this. Fall before him. Call upon him. He wants to forgive you. But he cannot come in to help you unless you open for him. You have to do the opening. Speak to him now.
hundred years ago there was a Christian lived in the west way in the southwest United States his name was Daniel Curry a wonderful man a godly man a sainted man a real Christian a man that everybody thought so much of such a wonderful person and the story goes that he died or went into a trance and he said he went up into heaven of course when he died and, and when he got to the pearly gate the caretaker came to the door said who are you he said I'm the evangelist Daniel Curry I've won thousands of souls to Christ and I want to come in this morning my life's journey ended on earth I have no place to go now. That's the way it's coming to you some morning. Soon. That's the way it's coming to you some morning sinner. That's the way it's coming to you backslider. That's the way it's coming to you that's grieved the Holy Spirit away from, from, from them. No be gentle tender anymore. You haven't cried for years, for years. You haven't blushed for I don't know when and all the modest is gone from you but it's going to come to your door one of these mornings and as the gentle Holy Spirit comes and knocks why don't you just let him in so when Daniel Curry come to the gate they went in and said we'll see if you got your name here they looked all around they couldn't find any name say there is no Daniel Curry here oh he said surely said I'm an evangelist said I've won souls to Christ I've tried to do things that's right the caretaker said sir I'm sorry to tell you but there is no Daniel Curry here said I'll tell you what you might do said you have no right here to take your case. We, we have no right here to take your case. He said, but 
You went to appeal your case. You can appeal it to the white throne judgment. If you want to. But said we have no mercy here for you at all. Because we don't have you here. There is no mercy for you. You said. Do you want to appeal your case? He said, Sir, what more can I do? But I appeal my case. He said, Well, then you can go up to the white throne judgment. And appeal your case. Daniel Curry said that he felt him, himself going through the space. For about an hour. He said it came into place. It got lighter. 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 Said further he went. The lighter it got. It was a hundred times. Thousand of times brighter than the sun ever shown. And said he was trembling. And trembling. And so when he got in the middle of the light, he had a voice say, Were you perfect on earth? It just came out of the light. He said, No. I wasn't perfect. God trembling. You see, here his sins were all visible. Said, Did you always play honest with everybody? Said, No. A few things came to my mind that I wasn't just exactly honest. About. I guess I wasn't honest. Say, did you tell the truth every case in your life? Said no. I remembered some things I've told that wasn't Shady, that was shady. It never was truthful, just exactly. So then did you ever take anything but he was condemned. Said no. No. I've took things that didn't belong to me. He said, then he wasn't perfect. Take a while He said, no, I wasn't perfect. Say so he was looking for any minute for the blast to come from the great light from where the dove rested. 
He was waiting. He was looking any minute for the blast to come from the great light from where the dove rested condemned said just then he had a voice behind him that was sweeter than any mother's voice he'd ever heard. He said, turn to look and the sweetest face he ever saw. Sweeter than any mother's face was turning before him said, Father, Daniel Kare stood for me. It is true he wasn't perfect. But he stood for me. He stood for me on earth. Now I'm standing for him in heaven. Take all his sin and put them over on my account. Then the prophet adds. Who is going to stand for you that day, brother? If you grieve him away from you today. Brother, sister. These sound simple words. But they are real. It should be now that you have a life that is free from sin. Be sure your sins under the blood. Walk with God every day. Although judgment is next moment. Set the Lord before you. Don't say what you would not say in his presence. Don't do anything on your phone that you would not do in his presence. Don't write an SMS that you wouldn't write if God was watching you. Don't pull any deal that you wouldn't do if God's eye was seeing you. His good riches of his goodness, his long suffering leads you to repentance. When Isaiah saw the holiness of God, the respect, the awesomeness, 
He saw he was in danger. Because he found he was wanting. May you see the same this morning. And when he cried to the Lord, the Lord took away his sin. And now he was ready to be used. God did not use Isaiah before the unclean lips were purged. That's why God is not using us. Is there anyone now who would say yes there is sin in my life. I've repeated and repeated and repeated and I know I'm no good I'm the one failing God. But this day, I want to repent and never to go back to it. This will be the end of it. You want to declare that I'll call you to the altar. You know, in the overnight we did this. And maybe there's someone who was not around. Or there's someone who, as the word was going forth, something has reason in you something has stood in your mind of a thing that you're doing that is wrong and you want to stop it come to the altar Come leave it upon the altar. While God is mercy is still calling. You don't have to come if you're not convinced, if you're not determined to leave it. But if you are determined to leave it, come and confess before God. 
and plead in his presence it must not continue it must not continue in your life God is goodness we reach where it will not continue it will reach where it will withdraw just speak to the Lord tell him to help you no one can help you you can help yourself by crying to God. That's what Isaiah did. And he was helped. God will help you too. Go ahead and tell him. It's a washing day. It's a cleaning day. God wants to come in. He wants to help you. He wants to walk with us. He wants to manifest himself in us. It doesn't matter how long you have lived in it. But if you quit it, that will be it. His mercy leads us to repentance. If you quit it, a new beginning will start within us. A new relationship with God. Coming home. Coming home.
my soul is sick, my heart is sore. So oh. 